Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where your Teach Better family gets to join you live every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Joshua Stamper is live with me as we dive into our bright and early Monday morning show. It's not Monday at all. I think it's Monday because I'm so tired. Josh, it's not Monday. People are going to freak out about that. I just meant morning show morning show. This eventually will go well, guys. Josh, we'll be right back and I'm going to wake up. I'm going to grab my coffee, got some sparkling water with me. Let's get the show on the road. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday, December 13th, which is, you know, important thing to know in the morning. Josh, how are you feeling? Well, I think better than you, Ray. I, I'm i guessing it just feels like a Monday for you. You know, when it's tiring, it's in the morning, I am going to wake up. I got coffee. I even poured myself sparkling water, like to feel fancy. I feel like I just need to get my head in the game. And I'm, every I'm, time, I'm ready. Every time I'm with you, you have a fancier and fancier drink. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to embrace my mornings. I'm trying to bring in some of the, you know, the luxury that we all want to feel like my mornings would feel less chaotic if I bring in fancy stuff. What, I mean, do you, I mean, you have 19 kids and counting. How any of that a part of your morning routine? Bringing in the calm, bringing in things to help the enjoyment. No. Before the chaos. Survival. No. <laughs> survival. Survival of the fittest. That's really what my mornings are about. Fair. Fair. I get you. Makes sense. But you know what, Josh? I just hope that everyone's having a good Wednesday. That's all I wish. I hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. Um, maybe someone out there didn't have school Monday and Tuesday, and today feels like a Monday, even though it's a Wednesday. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. I, I could just imagine people like pulling off to the side of the road, checking their calendars to make sure that yes, <laughs> it's yes. not Monday. Like, wait, it's the 13th. I've already gone to school twice this week. Why, <laughs> why is she saying Monday? Why is Ray messing me up? I want to, I'm so sorry on behalf of the entire Teach Better team. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> really noted. I think everyone yeah. probably is feeling the, the stress and the chaos and not knowing what day it is. I think that's pretty fair around this time of year. Yeah, makes sense. I get it. So, um, Josh, not to put you on the spot because I'm not putting you on the spot. The Teach Better team produces a lot of content. There's no way to read every blog, listen to every podcast, catch every live stream. Like, there's just no way. None of us do it, myself included, even though, thankfully, I'm on a lot of the live shows. So I can at least attest that I, I get access to those. But, geez, I probably read the blogs once a week, I would say. So I'm always, a, I'm always like a week behind. Yeah. Um, and podcast shows, there's no way there's, there's so many teach better podcasts over at teach better podcast network. Um, you got to go check that out friends. But my question is for you, did you catch the Sunday live stream this last Sunday with Brad? No, I'm sorry. See, Ray. It's okay. There's no shame. There's literally <laughs> no shame. I'm telling you because Brad and I were live. There was no guest. 
we actually did a number of good things and I'm glad you didn't watch it because I want to bring it up because a, com- okay. a few people I'm sure who listened to the teach better today morning show may not have caught our evening Sunday show. Um, we are going to be kind of on like a holiday for the next two weeks. We're coming back with that Sunday show in you know January. So maybe, maybe those of you listening, if you don't catch the Sunday show, you might want to add that to your, your second semester, right. To enjoy, but Josh, we talked about two key things I thought you'd be interested in that I'm bringing up to you since we have not gotten to caught up to catch up since. Okay. Yeah. First thing is we talked about tattoos. (laughs) Second thing is we talked about teacher and educator questions that I have prepared. There was 20 of them, but we only talked about like three or four. So I was going to pose some to you as well during our, our team talk. So tattoos first, you recently finished your tattoo sleeve and we, Brad and I discussed it because today (laughs) on the 13th, I'm headed to the studio. Are you really? I am. I feel like you totally inspired me slash pushed me slash forced me to do this. I don't know about the other two, but definitely probably inspired. I know that. Yeah. So I don't know if I can even pull it up because I have like 15 layers on because it's so freaking cold, but you can see there's mountains and stuff, but. Is it really that cold or are you just used to the heat of Texas? I want to say it's that cold, but I am definitely not acclimated. I know like eventually my Minnesota blood will like thrive again. But right now I am a very wimpy Texan and I even hate saying that out loud. But yeah, I've got multiple areas on. But yeah, I uh, it's not a full sleeve yet. I still have some room that, you know, some some real estate that needs to be inked but uh for sure i'm getting close Uh, that's always been a goal was to have a full sleeve on my left arm i love it and obviously there's lots of designs i love the like mountains trees any if any of you get to see joshua stamper in person anytime soon you got to check out this crazy cool sleeve of tattoos so so fabulous josh do you know what's going in the empty space or are you still waiting for inspiration like maybe the teach better community here could could lend a hand and let you know yeah, I think, and if you want to drop it in the comments, if there's some type of imagery you think would look great, but yeah, this is definitely my Colorado tattoo. I've got the the snowy capped mountains in the background with pine trees and all types of different things in the background. So yeah, and then of course I've got my my giant lion on my arm, which is one of my favorite tattoos. So uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely itching to get some more. Obviously, Ray, you you've been itching too, and I'm curious Clearly. what you're gonna get on. So I'm going to do a little teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. I'm not going to reveal what I'm getting. Okay. Because I did on the Sunday show. So if any of you want to go check out the Sunday show. But here is my question, Josh. Do do you have any color? No. Okay, so me neither. And I'm debating on adding a little Teach Better Green. And I have been debating that and not knowing how much I want to commit to it because color makes me very nervous. So I'm kind of considering like a teach better green heart, teeny, 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 tiny to see if I like the color to then see if the other piece that I'm actually going in for maybe is white or black or teach better green, or I don't know, like, I guess it's any, any suggestions here would, would be helpful. How do you, how do you test a color? I think you got to just do a go, go for it and do a teach better green heart somewhere. I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to, turn to the audience again and say, you know, yes. give some feedback. Should Ray get color on her tattoo? Yeah. And I asked on Sunday as well. So if you have not weighed in, 
we would love to hear your thoughts and you're gonna get like the green heart right behind your ear i don't have a location either yes so i have <laughs> so i have something i am getting but um yeah the green hearts come my way to to test the color and i'm kind of thinking well green hearts easy to say yes to like that's our entire network it's changed my life sign me up like but where like that's not the intention yeah. you know what i'm saying so yeah right, who let's, knows let's- Let's see that feedback, folks. It'll be so help, good. Help Ray out before she sits down in the chair and makes yeah. that permanent decision. We have, we have some time. We have a few hours. I don't think it's until like two. We got plenty yeah. of time. Be fine. Perfect. Keeping on the same track, I'm also going to pose a few questions to Joshua Stamper related to our Sunday show. I will give more context. We'll be right back. the Teach Better Today morning show. My name is Ray Hewart, and we have Joshua Stamper here with us from the Teach Better team. We're very, very excited to bring you a fun team talk segment because these questions that I'll be posing to Josh all come from people like you in our community. Josh, what we did is we went through some listener questions and tried to find some fun ones we haven't answered yet. There's definitely a whole bank of questions. Thank, thank you to our like Teach Better network that continue to share Fun ideas, fun questions for us to discuss, both in the classroom problems and administrator problems and really anything that falls in education or, or business-wise. And I took a few, threw them into ChatGPT, and asked them to add some flair, some personality, some, you know, an artistic touch to these questions. So the way uh, the way these turned out are really quite funny, and Brad did a fun job kicking off this conversation on Sunday. I did post all the questions, all 20 of them, in the Sunday show. So if any of you want to go see the full list of questions, I felt like some of them might be really cute, like icebreakers for a leadership meeting or a team meeting. But Josh, I figured I'd throw a few at you because we only tried like three or four of them on the Sunday show. So I say we we tackle a few more. Yeah, let's do it. So Josh, let's start out. You're going to give me a number between 1 through 20, and let's kick it off that way. Four. Four. I love it. All right. Imagine your approach to behavior management as a storyline of a novel. How do you navigate plot twists and ensure a happy ending for your characters? This one's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'm going to ask you to read. <laughs> I'm going to reread it. Yeah. Reread it, please. Yes. Imagine your approach to behavior management as a storyline in a novel. So to me, I'm thinking a storyline in a novel probably has you know, uh, all the elements of a story where there's like a climax of the story and everything else. I think I would just love for you to give us your approach to behavior management. If it, if it, you had to maybe tell us a genre that it would be in, or, uh, maybe we'll get kicked off there. How, how do you approach behavior management? <laughs> a mystery. That might be a good one. Well, I think like it's 
you know, as far as a book goes, the introduction, you're, you're typically trying to learn about the character. There's some development there. So, you know, as far as it being an administrator, especially with a student, a lot of times the students that enter your office, you don't know much about them. It's easy for a teacher because you have so much time with them over the school year. You get to learn quite a bit. But when you're an administrator. Wait, wait. When you say it's easy for a teacher, you didn't mean it's easy for a teacher. You mean it's slightly easier for a teacher correct. because they have that context. I don't think it's easy for anyone, but <laughs> no, not the behavior management, but at least knowing like, okay, maybe as far as who they live with, uh, their interests, you know, things, background knowledge, mm -hmm. understand and, and have that relationship where when you ask a deeper question, it's, it's not weird because you already have that relationship, hopefully established because you see each other so much. Whereas administrator, there are a lot of times I, I didn't know the students, uh, other than maybe their name and see them in the hallway or in the cafeteria for lunch duty, whatnot. So yeah. I would say the introduction would just be like trying to get to know that person as quickly as possible. Um, so I always like to like not talk about the behavior at all <laughs> at first and really just like sit down and get to know who the child is um, as quickly as possible. So that would be the introduction. The secondary piece would be like the problem, right? Every story has a problem that needs resolution. So as far as the mystery asking a lot of very impactful questions um, to make sure that you're getting to the bottom of it. And then of course the conclusion and the resolution is like, obviously like in a mystery trying to the whodunit. A lot of times the people that you interview <laughs> as an administrator do not tell you the, the correct story. And so you really have to get to the bottom of like what's going on to find the verdict. And then of course resolution, I always like to have a restorative action component to it so that whoever was in the wrong is actually restoring what they you know, did wrong or broke or whatnot. I think you rocked this answer that I'm so impressed for a guy that said, Oh, I don't know how to, how to answer this. Read it again. That was bomb.com. <laughs> well, I'll take bomb.com. Goodness. Right. So good. So good. Okay. That was a great way to get us started. I'm going to ask you one next that actually, um, Brad had to answer. He hit it out of the park. I'm curious okay. if you have a different approach. This is picture your teaching style. So Josh, we're going back in time because you were uh, a teacher a for a ago. long, long time before you were an administrator. Um, I guess administrators have a teaching role in some way in terms of like working with their staff and professional yeah. support. Different. But let's go with this. Picture your teaching style as a music genre. Which would it be and how does it resonate with the diverse needs of your students? Hmm. I was going to say something on the line that's like very mixed, like a. <laughs> Wait, that's good. Like yeah. electronic techno type. Oh. Because, and the reason for that is because. I'm thinking of like mashing up multiple influential sounds together. And so like the art classroom is, I, I remember my administrators coming to my class for the like first time and just being like overstimulated because I had students literally paint my walls and I had stuff on the ceiling tiles and I had sculptures everywhere. And it was just pretty chaotic in the sense of like, it, it felt like electronic rhythms if you will around the classroom yes. but then also the just the busyness and the creativity so I, I think for me i didn't like to teach for a long period of time because i wanted the students to have enough time to work and 
for me to have individual time with them. So you and didn't so, like to lecture for a long period of time? No. So okay. I had a timer in my head literally of 15 minutes. I never wanted to speak longer than 15 minutes. And even with demos and whatnot, um, and I figured like if students had questions beyond that, then I could address that single-handedly. But I really wanted the bulk of the time to be time where they either collaborated with each other or they were, you know, working. So it was energetic. That. It was chaotic. And it kind of had a, a, a flow and a dance to it, I guess. Oh, so good. Okay, so we, all three of us, Brad Hughes and you and I, chose different genres for our music. And I think that's so spot on. For those of you who want to go check out Brad Hughes killing this question, <laughs> you can head over to the Sunday show. I will tell you, Josh, I cheated. And I was like, my teaching style is like whatever genre Taylor Swift is owning. Because <laughs> she has like folklore and, right. you know, like talking about like pop and country and like the variety and sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. It's always heartfelt. Mm -hmm. Like I just went that realm. So I don't think Taylor Swift is a musical genre, but now in the world that we live in, like in two years, it probably will be, it'll be like pop rock, you know, jazz, Taylor mm -hmm. Swift, EDM, like they'll just be a part of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like the singer songwriter genre Yeah, like where they that. can do whatever they want. It's a good vibe. Yeah. All right. One more. And um, I want to ask you this one only because I, we've talked about it previously. I really like the analogy that's made here. And I just want to put, put this maybe into a few of our, our community's heads. This says handling parental concerns is like managing a customer service hotline. How do oh you turn goodness, each yeah. call yeah, right. How do you turn each call into an opportunity to build a stronger partnership? I thought the um, the balance of parent concerns being related to a hotline being so spot on for administrator, administrative leaders specifically, because while I always hope parents are reaching out to the classroom teacher, there seems to be a lot of parent calls to our leadership in our schools. Yeah, I think for... For that specifically, I think there are a lot of <laughs> components that are very similar as far right. as like your communication style, you know, having soft tones and not speaking loud and uh, making sure that you're listening and allowing them to have a platform very much like customer service. Now, what I would say is that, you know, in customer service of the business, it's typically like the customer is always right. And I would say that you probably should not have that same mind frame as an administrator or as an educator. <laughs> yeah. But I will say that. You know, a lot of times parents and guardians just want a platform to be heard. It's not so much that, you know, whatever they're asking for immediately is what the uh, end result is what is going to happen, but they do want to be heard as far as this is the problem. And I think if you establish that and really are not like talking over them or shutting them down or only giving them a couple minutes, but you're really giving them the gift of time, I think a lot of times just the anger and the frustration gets put out there right away. And then over time they soften up because they, they're the understanding that you truly are concerned and you want to find a resolution. And so allowing them to get that steam off, although sometimes that's difficult <laughs> and they may come with a lot of high emotions. I mm -hmm. think over time, if you can provide that, that to them, that gift of time, I think things do soften down and they kind of like, chill out a little bit and understand, okay, well, let's partner here and, and find something that's going to benefit, benefit the child in the long run, in the long run. So that was always my, 
my strategy was to be as gentle and as nice and calm as possible, even if they were in a high emotional state. Mm, so good, Josh. I'm excited to continue to hear from our community of these questions. And although some of them are tricky, this could be a good icebreaker to bring to a leadership meeting or a team meeting to look at the people that you trust in in having a vote and how you support and 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 work, make hard decisions in your school system or for your students and having some of these discussions, especially with the analogies that are created kind of allow us to have safe conversations as we dive into important topics. So thanks for letting me throw some questions at you, Josh. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see in the comment section. I, I would love to hear what folks are you know, thinking as far as those three questions. If, if they're a, a musical genre or if they're a type of story, um, I'd love to see what they're thinking too. So fun. Friends, we hope you have an amazing day and continue to comment in all of our live stream feeds. As many of you know, we stream our conversations on our, our Teach Better Morning Show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn, as well as, of course, becoming an episode of Teach Better Talk podcast. If you're looking for podcasts, Teach Better Talk is a great place to start, but it's not where you should end. Head over to our Teach Better podcast network to make sure that you get connected to a variety of different shows, different hosts, different topics. And of course, educators that are supported by the Teach Better community doing really, really good things. And I don't know, there's blogs and everything else, friends. We just always want to be here to support you. So make sure you're involved and sharing your voice because we don't only want you to be a consumer. We want you to be a participant as well. We will see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early. And uh, it'll be Thursday tomorrow in case any of you are confused on the day. So happy Monday. <laughs> it's not Monday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. <laughs> the comments are always so entertaining. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.